Welcome to Rumiki Talks podcast. I'm your host, Konstantin Starodetsky. This is a space where I interview professionals from the entertainment industry and discuss popular film-related topics with my co-host and producing partner, Rumana Dinevska. Our goal is to help and motivate aspiring filmmakers to get their films made. Enjoy. Konstantin, what is a shoestring budget? A shoestring budget is basically making a short film on a budget that is as little as possible. We're going to be using the example of $100 budget. I think that in every country it could be considered as as a shoestring budget. You know, in Los Angeles it might consider it as a zero budget, but still it is possible to make a movie for $100 in Los Angeles. It means that everyone has to basically work for free. You have to pull favors. But it doesn't mean that you have to treat everyone as your employees. They have to be your friends and uh, acquaintances who are excited to work on your project. But also you have to use the half of that budget to pay them with food. Basically provide meals, nice meals preferably. That's that's very important on a, a shoestring budget to have everyone's appetites satisfied. Because you don't want an angry crew. You don't want that. And the other half of the budget will basically go to... A festival fee, a film festival fee. It's probably going to be just one, or maybe two smaller <laughs> ones. $50. That's how much it costs to submit a film to festivals. That's about it. If you want to make a complete film on a shoestring budget, that's where your money going to go. Because there is no point of starting a movie if you're not going to do anything with it. So you have to plan the festival fee right away when you start on. Uh, do you agree, Rumki? $100 is really a very small budget. I mean, like you said, most of the festival fees are around $50. But in order for people to agree to work for free, they have to be excited. I think that's the most important thing. Be excited about this project uh, so everyone gets something from it, whether it's footage for their reels, for their portfolio, whether it's the experience on resume, whether it's just that they really believe in the project and the story. That's why you always try to treat people well with kindness and gratitude. Make yourself available to work on their projects as well. So when the time comes for you to produce your own project, you have a group of people that always have your back, that you can always call them and they'll be willing to work on it even for free. I think it's doable, but it's really, it will require a lot of work and a lot of pre-planning in order to achieve making a, actually a movie for that amount of money. Yeah. So you don't have the budget. What can you do to make the film happen? What are the important parts of the film? I would say casting is very important. Casting the right people. Because without the right actors, it's just not going to be good. No matter like if you spend 20k on it or 500 or 100. If you don't cast the right people to bring your story to life, it's just not going to be good. And I think people, especially beginners... This is where they make a lot of mistakes, where they do casting last, sort of last minute. You know, you focus on 
your store, you focus on the shot list and whatnot. It's like the casting is the last process of the movie and that's just a mistake. I think you should try to cast early on and not settle until you find the right people. Since we're talking about a shoestring budget, that could mean that you won't be paying your actors. A lot of actors are willing to work for free, especially in Los Angeles, which is not something that I necessarily agree on. I think that everyone should get paid, especially actors. But because it's such a competitive industry and a lot of actors are just willing to, you know, get their foot in the door, just do as many projects as they can, just get that experience, just train the acting muscle sort of you know so you agree to smaller projects to student projects to not uh, to unpaid projects or low paid projects you just do it because you want to act focus on casting the right people i think it's so important i cannot stress that enough and don't settle for less than that you know if you feel if your gut tells you that you can you can cast even better people that these are not the right people for the project don't settle yeah i definitely agree with that and it is a sort of tricky subject. Do you pay your actors do, uh, or, or don't? Do you pay your crew or don't? And I totally agree with you that you have to pay them, especially uh, when you have a budget. But when you have the shoestring budget, the whole point of, of the experience is to make it for free. Everyone will, it will practice their skills. Everyone will experience a lack of resources and therefore will be more creative with what they have. It's more like an exercise. It's more like a challenge for yourself. You know, like some people run Spartan races and, and some people go to the 48-hour film festival when you need to design, shoot, and edit, and then screen your movie within like 48 hours. That's why you're not paying anyone for the project. But if you have the $5,000 or even $1,000 or $10,000, and if you have more, you have to pay the crew because, you know, you have to pay them. It's it's a lot of work and you have the budget. If you don't have the budget, you don't have the budget. So you have the creativity. And that's why, as well as on acting, it's important to focus on writing and the editing part. Yes. Writing, editing, the parts that are responsible for the actual story. Story is the kink, as many people say. And I would agree with that because the story is the most important thing. Because that's what you're telling. You're telling a story. And in order to tell it well, you need to write a screenplay that is good, that is at least good. It can be great if you're <laughs> if you're capable of doing that, but it has to be at least good, you know, when people read it, they have to see, oh, that's good screenplay. And until you have this reaction from three random people, uh, you have to keep writing, you have to keep updating your drafts. Don't start a project when your short screenplay is not ready. When people pointing out lots of mistakes, especially when several people pointing the same mistake. That's where you should pay attention to. If there is a mistake and people pointing it out, different people who, do, who you don't know, then you have to keep writing, have to keep updating. The goal is to give someone screenplay and the person who reads it will exude emotions like laughter or, or maybe even shed a tear exactly at the points where you expect them to do that. And that would probably mark a great screenplay. But you should have at least one or two reactions from people who are reading the screenplay, just reading it. That's important. That's why you have to spend a lot of time writing because it's free. 
you just open your laptop and you type and you type or you don't even have uh, you don't even need to have a laptop especially for the first draft you can just take a pen you know and paper write your story don't worry about scene numbers or exterior interior just write the story as you see it and then you can transform it into a screenplay form you have to have the beginning the middle and end and that's what's important and many people will say that oh there are so there are so many different structure there's this and that every screenplay has a beginning middle and end and that's what's important editing editing is another part of the creative process that is as important as writing because it's basically fixing everything <laughs> that you didn't write if it's a poor screenplay but if it's a good screenplay it's enhancing of what you already written and making it even better because sometimes it's hard to see it from the editing point of view when you write but when you shoot film and you see the footage that's where you can see all the shots how you can experiment maybe you can put this scene before that scene or mm. vice versa and you're watching the performances of the actor because that's what should be affecting your editing the performances of the actors is this a good performance is this a bad performance the preference should always go to the best performances even if the framing suck or something else is not as good the performance is primary so you should focus on that when you edit and it should direct your editing process but you also should follow the script as you edit it's always great to have three different people who do that one person who writes one person who directs and one person who edits but on a shoestring budget as you know it's it's not possible so you're probably going to be doing all of those positions and because you're going to be doing all of those positions you have to give yourself time you have to write and then take time to relax so then you can switch to your directing mode then once you directed the film then take some time two weeks relax do something other than films and then come back to edit with a fresh head because when you go and edit right away you're gonna be so tied to the shots and especially if you spend so much time on a particular shot but inside of your soul you think that ah, it's not working it's gonna be so hard for you to remove that shot that's why i need to give yourself a break so then even if you spend a lot of time and resources to make the shot you still can cut it because you realize that well actually it doesn't move the story forward so these are the important parts of creating a story yes i definitely agree with that story is such in such an important thing i mean for any type of movie you make you have to have the screenplay ready first and i would say test it even with more people not just three make a table read you know you have to make sure that the screenplay is locked and ready and it's great but for example you have hundred dollars to make a movie what type of story would you write for knowing that you have such a small budget to make this movie that's a really good question that's the question that you should be asking yourself before you write a screenplay and the easiest answer is write a story for one location one actor and one occurrence or one encounter that happens in real time that's the simplest answer the the longer answer would be don't make it complicated keep it simple you have a house use it you don't have a house don't use it 
You have an access to shoot out outdoors with a good sound available without planes flying or children screaming. Use it. You don't have access, then use it. Basically, think in your head, what do you have access right now that you don't have to search for? Because each time you need to search for something, it always includes spending. Based on the experience, it always includes some kind of spending when you search something. Yes. First of all, you're going to spend the gas to go somewhere. So it's it's part of the budget because you're not earning money by that. You're just making your film and that's that's part of the budget that should be included. Yeah, budgeting is very important. And uh, before you write screenplay, you have to put a producer's hat as well, thinking of how can I make it without spending any money or gas or, or whatever. Focus on making a great scene it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a feature film where you have a progression of the character and then everything is uh, going through your mind and the whole arc that takes 90 minutes to complete no it should be a situation a situation with some kind of boxing match the character wants something but he cannot get it because someone doesn't allow him to do that or something doesn't allow him to do it and we got to see the struggles of this person getting that thing that he wants. And by the time that he gets or doesn't get the thing that he wants, he needs to realize what he actually needs. Maybe he doesn't need that thing at all. That's basically the, <laughs> the template for, for, for a story. To have character wanting something, trying hard to achieve it, and everything have to put the hardest obstacle for him to not allow to receive the thing that he really wants. And in all of this process, he has to realize that what he actually needs or, or doesn't realize. If he doesn't learn anything, it's also good. But he has to struggle. Has to str- you have to torture your characters. You have to torture. You have to make them push to their limit because that's what's interesting to watch for people. That's what's interesting to observe that's why you're going uh, to the movies that's why you watch tv shows you want to see what your favorite character is going through how he's going to overcome it you have to think that oh my god what what's going to happen now i have no idea that has to be the reaction of your audience what's going to happen now i have no idea because that's what that's what exciting to watch and and it's also exciting to make what else would you add here if you're gonna do a movie for hundred dollars you're not going to have a big crew. It might be a four-people crew maximum. So like you said, you're going to do a lot of things on your own. You're going to edit, maybe maybe even shoot on your own, provide the location, hopefully provide the camera or have someone that can give you equipment to add to what you were saying about the story and how to write with the budget in mind. I would also say not to make it too long. So keep it like three to five minutes. I think that's a good sort of length to to make a scene, basically. To write like one situation, one scene, one location, one character. It doesn't need to be 10 to 20 minutes. And it's also better for a festival that where you make it a shorter length movie. Given that your budget is basically sort of like a zero dollar budget it's very small you're not paying people they're working for free you have to make it a fun experience for everyone and just make it a wonderful 
joyful experience for everyone that's on the set sort of like we you know we're all friends here and we all gather to make something creative to make art don't be a dictator in other words don't order people around don't yell at people especially your actors being a director doesn't mean you treat your actors like they're sort of your toys you have to be able to listen to them listen to their concerns their suggestions give uh, them notes privately give them you know come up to them and talk to them and give them the notes don't just like yell them out in front of everyone in a demanding manner because it's just so like first of all it will pull them out of their focus on their character and on their performance and then it will embarrass them in front of everyone else but that's not just with actors I've seen uh, people really treat badly everyone I mean a lot of other people on set sort of yelling or demanding you have to remember people are here as a favor and I mean this doesn't mean just because you're not paying them you have to be mindful it's not just that you have to be always mindful even if you pay them no matter what how much money you always have to treat people politely because then those people are going to be the ones that are going to come back to work with you on your next project people in in movies you know people work long hours everyone's getting tired everyone is putting the effort to make your movie wonderful and successful and they deserve to be treated well that's one thing in order for people to work on a shoestring budget movie it has to be a fun exciting amazing experience for them where they feel like they're a part of a family and that you're all making something beautiful that you can showcase and maybe take it to a festival and screen it and then you all meet again and do a Q&A it has to be something that people will we be proud to work on and be very excited to work on it what is another tip that you would give for people that are trying to make a movie on <laughs> such a low budget I'd say give it time you're making a short film on a shoestring budget you don't have to rush because if you rush you pay more <laughs> that's the basic rule when you rush something you pay more you know you want a rush print of your headshots you pay more you want you know drive fast through the freeway on the easy pass you pay more don't rush focus on making it good make good art as neil gaiman would say make good yes. art another thing if you feel like 100 budget is not for you that you can do given that you have time apply for grants write uh, your screenplay write your project information you know the synopsis log line and um, all other stuff and submit it for grants because they can give you money they can give you five thousand dollars they can give you ten it depends on the grant but it takes a lot of time it takes three months it takes nine months it take, could take a year or more to actually apply it and get it but it's possible people do that that's another option and you still can make a short film for $100 and submit it for a grant that gives you money for post-production. You can make 
great sound design and, and, and things like that. I guess if I'd give one piece of advice on how to make a short film on a shoestring budget, make your crew and cast feel like they're in uh, a good family. And that will make your project great. Make sure that you are fully prepared. Your story is fully ready. You have a great cast. You love the people you're working with. You treat them with kindness. Take your time, like uh, Constantine mentioned. Don't rush. Make sure you make it great. Sounds great. So now it's time for the obsession of the week. What is your obsession, Romki? My obsession of the week has been, more specifically, Austin Butler's performance in Elvis. I loved the movie. I just recently watched the movie and I really liked it. There were parts of it I really enjoyed and there were some parts where I thought uh, it was a little bit too fast-paced, too fast-edited for me. Uh, but And it was a very long movie. But I was so immersed in Austin Butler's performance of Elvis. I cannot explain it. I mean, when I first saw the trailer, I thought I was a skeptic, you know. I didn't really think that he looks like him. And I really wondered, hmm, I wonder why they casted him. Well, when I watched the movie, I understood why. He's just great. I think even though he doesn't look exactly like him, he really captures the essence of Elvis Presley and like his spirit, his energy, his sex appeal. Uh, the way, uh, you know, people were so amazed by him, how loved he was. And it was amazing. Like, he really, really um, paid homage, you know, to Elvis. Like, he really helped into keeping his legacy. Like, because he, I think he just performed it so well. And he's singing in the movie and he's dancing and he's just great. So I highly recommend watching Elvis if you if you've been thinking about it. Just because Austin Butler's performance is amazing. And I think he deserves all the awards he can get. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your obsession of the week? My obsession of the week is writing. <laughs> writing <laughs> in a journal. Writing in a journal longhand. I mean, I was writing in a journal since I came to the United States because I really wanted to document my feelings about seeing new places, new states, new people, experiencing the film school and so on. And I've been on and off of uh, writing every day and writing like every week. But this week I am obsessed with writing in my journal every single morning. I open it, I use only one page because it keeps <laughs> my thoughts contained in a, in a, in a certain amount of words. And I just write whatever the hell comes to my head in the moment. And the goal is to stay focused writing. Do not stop even a millisecond. Just keep writing. Don't look, your don't look at your phone. Don't uh, go to the restroom. Just keep writing, writing. It usually takes five minutes to write for me to write one page. And it gives me so much because, first of all, it clears my head. And as I do it every day, by day four you feel like you solve the issues that you have in your head. And what I mean is, for example, maybe you felt a little um, tired. Maybe you felt a little tired. Maybe you felt uh, a little sad and you couldn't figure out why. And when you write in a journal, 
you kind of figure it out. Like your thought process tells it to you as you write. And as you write for four days in a row, there are some patterns that happen. And those patterns are the great indicators of what is wrong uh, in your life, things that you should focus on uh, and fix. And mm. once you do fix them, you realize that all those things that were bothering you disappear. So I highly recommend to try writing in a journal every day for a week or maybe even two or maybe <laughs> keep going for many, yeah. many years. Yeah. All right, guys, this is the end of our episode. Thank you, Rumki, for having a conversation with me today. Thank you, Constantine. It was lovely. And really, I feel excited, you know. I feel like we should challenge ourselves to make a movie for $100. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Stay out of trouble. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Rumike Talks podcast. You can find the show notes at rumike.com. I'm your host, Konstantin Starodetsky. My producing partner, Rumena Dinevska. See ya.